Hello, my name is Joe Hennis. And I'm Jared Fairclough. And welcome to To Introduce Our Guest Star, a Muppet fan podcast presented by ToughPigs.com. In this show, Jared and I are taking it in turns to surprise each other with this week's guest. And hey, this week is my turn. Uh, Jared, you have no idea who our guest is. Is that a- accurate? Uh, it's accurate. And it's funny, you said this last episode, and I had forgotten how nerve-wracking it can be. Yeah. Because I have no idea. Because the whole thing about the show is going to be literally anyone who's ever even remotely worked with a Muppet. You could have Robert De Niro coming on. I don't know. That's right. Yeah, could be could be anyone. Could it even be someone who never worked with the Muppets. Could that be who this next mystery guest is? I, I, it's going to make it very difficult for me to guess. Yeah, correct. But no, it's someone who yeah. has worked somehow with the Muppets. I'll, I'll give you that clue. <laughs> okay, cool. Excellent. All right. When you're ready, let's go with some questions. Okay. Muppet, Sesame, or Henson? Sesame. Okay. Uh, is this person a performer? Yes. Uh, is it a human performer? As in, as in, as an actor, and not. Like, I say, like you know, yeah, no right. human performer. It's not like a dog, the puppeteers, which would be impressive. This is a human, but is not a human performer. I think I know what you mean. Okay. Um. Okay. Here's one. Have I met this person? I don't know. If you have, okay. we've never spoken about it, but it's it's entirely possible that you have. Okay. All right. That eliminates a couple of people that I had in mind. Um. Okay. Uh, has this person done significant work outside of Sesame Street? Uh, yes, but I, I don't know how you're defining Sesame Street. Uh, okay, so so I'm it, talking, so. for example, like, you know, in my mind, it's like Stephanie DeBruzzo, who had done Avenue Q. This person has done significant things outside of Sesame. I mean, I think they all have, so it's really, that's a hard, that's a hard, that a hard question. Yeah, but, but okay, the, the answer I mean, is, is a, is an, as a yes. For is all it yes? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, that, that's pretty good. Let me, uh, let me go with that then. Joe, is this Stephanie DeBruzzo? Jared, our guest today is the longest-running puppeteer in Sesame Street's history. He's the talent behind, below, and inside some of your favorite characters like Telly Monster, Slimy the Worm, Monty, and Mr. Snuffleupagus. (laughs) He also sports one of the most epic heads of hair in the Muppet world. Jared, I am extremely pleased to introduce our guest star, Martin P. Robinson. Oh, my God. How about that timing? (laughs) That is... Oh, my goodness! (laughs) Dudes, that was that was very quick. <laughs> That's all we were meeting my that, next. That, that t- it, it is well, yeah. Like, we we were already recording the intro, so here you so are. So the way this con- the concept of the show works, Marty, is that I had no idea you were coming until literally. Usually, like we've got a five minutes to prepare. No, no, Joe said your name, and here you are. <laughs> well, that's it's, uh, it's just accidental. I uh, I was down here a while back, and uh, and then I went upstairs and put on some real clothes and uh, just turned it on. I noticed that the the thing was off and uh, I turned it back on and there you guys are. Anyway, so hi. Yeah. Hi, how are hey, you? Marty. Good. I'm this good. is this is a, this is a big moment for me. I'm I'm a I'm I mean, you're like royalty in the Muppet world. <laughs> I you know, all you got to do is stick around for uh, uh, a while and uh, and not be a jerk and not die and uh, poof. Uh, <laughs> You're, you know, you're the old man of the. You're doing well. I mean, you you haven't just stuck around. You stuck around. You've been sticking around for over forty years now, which is incredible. Um, 
I, I believe you are the longest running Sesame Street performer, aside from the humans, of course, but but uh, of the puppeteers, I think you're the longest running Sesame performer of anyone. Is, is, is that uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. Alan well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Alan Cumming was on the show. Jeez, uh, I guess it was uh, a year ago or so, a couple of years ago. Anyway, and he, we were all there, all doing puppets. And he said, well, so who's, uh, you know, who's the who's the old man of the group? Who's Who's been here longest? We looked around. And I said, oh, God, <laughs> It's me. Uh, and I hadn't really realized it until that moment. Uh, well, there you yeah. go. Well, I mean, well, I mean, what a career you've, you've had and continue to have. I mean, I mean, you're, you're Snuffleupagus and that, that breaks my brain. Cause I've got like a weird, I've got almost a weird fear of Snuffy. You have a, I have a, nightmares of like Snuffy, like running down the road towards me. I, I actually, I actually wrote a letter a couple, a couple of days ago to, uh, to a, a grown-up man who was a kid on the show and and i was and snuffy was going to work with snuffy and snuffy came onto the set and he you know immediately started screaming and crying and we couldn't do the scene we <laughs> 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 spent you know the, the you know the next uh 35 years uh you know worrying about that he hurt snuffy's feelings and he's learning to confront his fears now so snuffy wrote him a letter uh saying hey you know being afraid of a Eight foot uh, tall, fifteen foot long, giant hairy Snuffleupagus is probably the smart thing to do. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, we, uh, we had Leslie Carrara on as a guest in, in our previous season, and um, she and I had told a quick story about a time where we were backstage at Sesame Street, and they were you guys were about to do a Snuffy scene, and we all had to like clear out. This is like you know back by craft services. We all had to clear out to make room for for you guys, and. Um, Snuffy was like literally like running is like that scene in, in get out where like running directly at us and then making a quick like sharp turn, um, which was it was an incredible moment that I will never, ever forget for my entire life. I, 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 do, that, I there... do that on purpose. Uh, people think <laughs> people think that I'm blind in there. Uh, and, you know, when I haven't got a camera on me, you know, I, you know there's, there's a monitor inside. So I'm looking at the monitor and when the camera's on, I see what the camera sees, you know, like like all like all Muppets do. But when I'm off camera. People think that I'm just, just thrashing around blindly, <laughs> like a, you know, like a like a bull in a china shop. And the fact of the matter is, I can see pretty well, uh, but people don't. And, but I, I count on people not knowing that and assuming that. Right. So then, I, you know, I'll run full speed straight for them, and then you know, of course, veer off at the last possible second. And you know, and I, I get, uh, I get enjoyment out of that, which. <laughs> Just a weird, perverse joy out of Which it. Which is probably, a, you know, speaks very poorly of my character. <laughs> no, I, I love it. Well, terrifying. it got me for sure. How do you see when you're in the Snuffy Puppet? I see through the mouth. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Me too, so you, you actually. Notice I see when, I, when, I, when I exit, I, you know, I've tried, to, I've tried to stop doing this, but when I exit a scene, when Snuffy exits, very often he'll open his mouth when he's just going off camera. Um, you know, I, I kind of sell it as, oh, you know, what's that? But uh, it's, <laughs> it's just me trying not not to trample on a child. Is that why yeah. he speaks so slowly? So he can be like, bye, bird. And now I can see where I'm going. Okay, I'm good. Keep walking. Speak slowly so I can see. You know, I've never considered that, but but you're right. Uh, the slower I talk, the more I can see. <laughs> so can I ask you a question sure. about Snuffy's voice? Sure. Because Is that affected in some way is that like do they put an effect on it because it's got quite a yes what's the word because like when I've, I've seen you do it in um like i think you did like vanity fair video or something and you used like a cup 
to like sort of get that effect. I used a cup. Yes, I remember that. Uh, a cups in a in a in a in a pinch. And, uh, <laughs> Paper towel. Paper towel. Uh, oh, I, I, where's the where's the microphone on this thing? Oh dear bird, what are we gonna do now? Oh, we're supposed to have a play date, but I cannot fit through the door. Oh dear. <laughs> okay, so is that, that all? effect? Yeah, that it worked. It was is that effect being done live, or is that something live. that they do yes. in like a control room, or is uh, that you talking through something? Uh, uh, what what uh, what it is? It's it's a it's a it's a microphone that's that doesn't have a high end gain. Uh, you know, some microphones. Yep. I don't I don't understand sound, but they have a they have a really sensitive gain that can get a lots of highs and lots of lows. Uh, this microphone is not one of those. Uh, what they do, okay. what they used to do is they used to take a microphone and smack it against the wall until it was uh, almost dead and then put that in the end of a long uh, um, a tube, like a, uh, like a uh, vacuum cleaner tube. So the microphone huh. itself is actually a foot and a half, almost about a foot and a half away from my mouth. And then there's some baffles in there to keep it from popping. It can be, it can, it can get really present, you know, when you're speaking yep. down a tube and you're speaking right into a microphone, it can be very direct. So there's little baffles to, to, uh, to make the sound bounce around. And then it's, it's just basically acoustically altered live. There's no, there's no post effect on it. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've always wondered listening to it. Yeah. And anybody can do it with a paper cup. <laughs> okay. I'll give it a well, break. Don't, say, later don't on. say anyone could do it because then you're going to be out of a job. Yeah, you're going to you know, get yourself so out of a job. could do it with a paper cup. <laughs> <laughs> so you took over Snuffy how long ago now? Like Jerry was doing it and then I'm blanking on the name of the person who did it between you two. Michael Earl. Michael Earl, that's it. Yeah. So he did it. And then when did you take over? I took it over in 1981. Were you Snuffy for Follow That Bird? Yes. Yeah, I thought you were. Was that one of your earliest things? Uh, yeah, that was that was before he was mainstreamed. Before he was, you know, he was... Uh, he wasn't imaginary, uh, he in was, quotes. He was never imaginary. He was never imaginary, no. Uh, it's, it's, it's become one of my missions in life to explain to people, he was never imaginary, he just has bad timing, okay? He's shot. Yes, yes. Uh, but he was <laughs> no, never- we don't have to go through that this time. You know, they accused Bird of it being imaginary. Yes, which, which caused all kinds of deep emotional problems with uh, with Bird. Uh, and uh, so, uh, so yes, yeah, so that after shortly after the fall of that Bird is when we mainstreamed him into the into the regular cast. We had the whole uh, the thing where Phil Donahue uh, discovered him. Uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, follow that Bird was was rather early on before anyone had really met him yet so we were still mm. you know going the back way and you know and when people showed up he was you know going off to comb his fur or or uh, do something shy um and he was I mean, that's the nice thing about the movie nest. is like they the movie uh you know is that line where like some people still think he's imaginary some people think that know that he's that he's real so the movie is able to kind of like you know do for both like you could watch it either with either viewpoint and you still get the uh you know the same the same story, the same enjoyment. Nobody's confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But when when they uh, when they mainstreamed him into into one of the regular cast, uh, it, you know, just all the all the opportunities for 
relationships and uh, and scenes and uh, and, uh, and and personal <laughs> you know personal character growth and all uh, just uh, really opened up for him and me I guess. Uh, speaking of Snuffy being, uh, you know, a member of the regular cast, there, there's an episode or two, and of course, I, I didn't look up to see when exactly this was, where Elmo is riding on Snuffy's back. Yeah, we did that a couple. Is times. that yeah? Is that like, did you actually have to cut a hole in the Snuffy puppet and have Kevin in there with you and I assume Bryant Young, uh, or is he just like, like, is it just such a good cheat that I never figured out that? No, like, no, just uh, next to Snuffy. No. Oh, your first uh, your first uh, idea was is the correct one. Although we didn't have to cut a hole, uh, Snuffy is has a has a separation that uh, basically bifurcates mm. his body. Uh, when they transport him, it's it's horrible to watch. But they take him apart <laughs> at the center, and they take his head, and they they turn it around and they insert his head into his backside. <laughs> That sounds oh, no. very delicate, but but it but it it, uh, it, it you think this it, would it, help it, my fear of Snuffy? It is it is not. It's probably not. No, it's probably just making it even worse. I apologize. It's a terrible, terrible. Joke. But that's the way they uh, they transport him. Um, what point was I making? Oh yeah, so so there so there is a, a scene that goes around there. So all mm-hmm. we did was we opened up the uh, uh, the uh, the Velcro seam at the top. So, so, but uh, when Kevin did that, his feet had to go through the bottom. Of course, you know, I'm not going to carry Kevin Clash on my back. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's rough enough. So his feet are actually down on the floor through another split in the bottom of the character. So as we're walking along, he's kind of shuffling along. Uh, we've done the exact same thing with uh, Prairie Dawn and uh, Fran Brill was inside. Amazing. I love that. Uh, also, like I guess temporarily, Snuffy becomes a six-legged uh, creature, like he's some sort of giant yes, insect you, or something. But as long as you, uh, as long as you shoot it artfully, uh, if you shoot him yes. from, uh, from from the three quarters front, is the best shot for that. And then if he's when he's going by, you just you know make sure that the bottom of the camera is uh, you know is above the the floor level, just above. But his 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 belly is pretty low. It's it almost. Right scrapes the ground so you can you can get a almost a full shot how is it like you've got obviously you've got the biggest character on the show you also got the smallest character on the show slimy yes yes how how, like that's such a juxtaposition um how do you sort of go about i guess playing slimy because there's not a lot you can do with the puppet you can do a little bit but a lot of it i think has to be your voice uh, and actually, I don't do the voice of Slimy. Uh, oh, that okay. Voice, that voice is done separately. Uh, hmm. The the voice is uh, is uh, uh, God. I'm blanking on his name. Is it, um, is it Dick Maitland? Dick Maitland. Dick Maitland, of course, who's yep. who's one of the guys who has been there uh, since since day one. Uh, so so he does the uh, he does the voice. Um, uh, we, we 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 tried. Uh, using the vocal vocal emulator on my voice, yep. But uh, any any bleed bleed through from other any other microphone, and it would uh, and and it would start it would pitch it pitch it up there. So uh, so we couldn't do that. Uh, so uh, so slimy is you know has this wonderful eloquence to him. He's uh, it's it's all it's all in the in the movement and you know and it's a kind of a study in in simplicity. Uh, so uh, even though you know he says 
very little. It's it's you know he's he's I always think of him as one of the more eloquent characters, uh, but you know but the, you know the moves are you know little little things like this where you you lift it up and you turn it just the tiniest bit this way and tiny bit you know and you're so you're playing these tiny little angles and you've got the little mouth thing there, so it's so it's it's you know it's bing 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 it's it's just these tiny little moves and 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 you're right it, it juxtaposes with uh with stuffy it's uh it's you know it's what we do it's you know it's uh it's it's a kind of a perfect uh, physical example of the of the range of what the job can be yeah and uh i, I mean i have to assume that between your um, full-bodied puppet work with Snuffy and um, the intricate puppetry that, that you just described with Slimy, as well as like all the other characters you do, Telly and and you know all the AMs and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, is probably why you have been chosen as like the the trainer for a lot of the international Sesame stuff. Is, is that accurate? Uh, uh, yeah. You know, I hadn't really thought about you know the but yeah, uh, some some of the you Sesame could do it all. You know, well, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, as you know, as puppeteers do. I mean, we, you know, we uh, we're trained in a lot of areas. You gotta know a lot about a lot of things, um, or at least a little about a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> but but some of the international uh, companies do have walk around characters, and uh, certainly the experience uh, is helpful with that. Uh, you know, there there are some puppeteers who have not been in walk around characters and. And that might be, uh, you know, the, the experience of being inside that that crazy, massive thing. And, you know, and, and it doesn't matter how horrible or how heavy their puppets are. Uh, you know, I always have the right to say, you know, quit your whining. I'm in the biggest one there is. So <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can say that to anyone but but Carol Spinney, I guess, or, or I guess now Matt Vogel. Well, I, I would never say yeah, that. Similar. Uh, yeah, I, I mean they're they're you know they're both both good friends, uh, but you know Snuffy weighs a lot more than Bird. Are you kidding? Bird, he's just fluffy, feathery thing is nothing. <laughs> Although with Snuffy, you don't have to keep your arm straight up in the air like like Bird. That's true. That's true. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't um, that seems like the hard part to me. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's the hard part. Uh, I, I, I mean, not to defend, you know. I, I, you are correct. But your job is very difficult. Let's <laughs> not downplay my job, okay? Uh, I actually had to play Bird this past season. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, a, a guest star who will go unnamed, and who is uh, who is has a little black mark against her name, uh, canceled hours before she was supposed to be there. Uh, mm. And or uh, Elmo's Elmo's uh, talk show. Yeah. We did a whole new season of that, and uh, and and it was it would it was a it was a shot that was uh, they were they were doing a uh, uh, a uh, a task like a, like a, this uh, in, in, in and it had to be shot all the way to the floor so we couldn't uh, uh, do it with a puppet it had to be a a person and a and a kid and uh, and. Uh, so there was nothing to be done. So they decided to put Bird in it, and Matt wasn't there. And so, uh, so I got to put on Birdie and and uh, and go through this. I'd go through a maze and then go under a limbo stick. Uh, after loading 
uh, a tray with an entire uh, uh, a service of food and drinks, and then and then serve it, and then plop it down and serve it uh, with with uh, almost no experience in the bird. Anyway, it was uh, it was uh, very daunting. <laughs> And great fun. <laughs> and you have to do the whole thing while looking in a monitor. Where while looking in a monitor. And far down. Yeah. It's just yeah. your average work day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, which is one of the great things about working for Sesame and the Muppets is it's, it's always something new. I mean, I've, I've been asked, oh, you know, you know, you've been there 40 plus years. Doesn't it get dull? No, it's always something new. Uh and you know solving new problems in different ways and uh and finding finding interesting solutions to stuff uh it's uh, you know and then you know all the all the character interrelations and and we're adding a bunch of new characters this season uh it's uh it's always it's, you're always kind of by the seat of your pants to a certain extent and that's great i mean i love the fact that uh, Sesame Street especially, but like all these franchises, Sesame and Muppets and all the Henson fra- franchises, none of them are resting on their laurels. None of them are just kind of doing the same thing we've always done. We got to keep experimenting and we got to keep, you know, taking chances and doing more things, new things, whatever it is, because, you know, what's what's the point if we're not going to continue to evolve? Right. And that's one of the that's one of the great things about about working for this company is uh is that they uh they've never gotten complacent. They're always trying to be better. They're always taking the up-to-date information on kids, education, the world, how, how kids learn, what they learn, what's, what's safe, what's not safe and, uh, and, and putting it to use. Uh, we, uh, I, we just, we just wrapped on, on, uh, helpsters the second season. Did you know that Joe? Yes, I did. Yeah. We, we wrapped I was, that. I was aware. I last Friday. So I've been, I've been shooting that since, uh, since, uh, August, since the beginning of August. It's like, how does helpsters differ from Sesame Street? Because I know it's a lot of the same people because it's a Sesame Workshop production. You're working closely with, you know, some of the performers like Stephanie DeBruzzo. Um, but there's got to be some big differences for, for those two. Uh, big differences. Um, or not. Maybe they're exactly the same. They're not exactly the same. No, no, they're <laughs> not at all. Uh, we do have, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a co-production between Sesame and Apple. Uh, so we've got Apple input. Uh, that we wouldn't have normally, I mean, on, on Sesame Street, uh, which makes for an interesting dynamic. Um, they, uh, and, you know, and, and because it's a cut down, you know, you can't have too many people on the, on the set uh, at, at any given time. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's a lot of that is remote. Uh, so, you know, getting things okay, uh, um, checking things out. Uh, you know, we, we try to, you know, we, we, work we play on the fly to a certain extent there's uh, you know if, if there's something that's not sitting right or if we have an idea we say you know we'll uh, you know can i pitch this that's the uh, that's the phrase that we use on that show is you know let me let me pitch you an idea bing 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 and we try to take uh, take care of that ahead of time but sometimes it's sometimes it, it just happens at the spur of the moment and you need need things to be okayed uh uh, so that the this the the chain of information is what I'm referring to is is sometimes a little a little rough with that show, getting getting the information fast enough. Uh, that being said, right. if, we, if we don't get the information, we just go ahead and do what we think is right. <laughs> and the <laughs> cast and crew is just stunning. It's just wonderful. Uh, you know, and 
you know, not, you know, not, not compare, comparing it to Sesame in any way or saying one is better than the other. What I will say is this, the, the scripts on Helpsters are just, just incredible. They're just so much mm-hmm. fun. And even though uh, ostensibly, you know, it's about computer coding, which just sounds like the most deadly dull thing possible on the planet. It's, uh, you know, they, they managed to make it interesting, you know, doing things in sequence and looping things and, uh, doing things in order or out of order and uh and the cast is just uh is is just so cool uh it, it's very close-knit it was uh it was there's a lot of tears on the last day wow well here's hoping you get a third season because it's a fun show i think you know if people out there have apple tv they should check it out and you never know uh, when we were we were so, we were just delighted that we had this second season uh mm-hmm. and i mean i, I mean i you know, call me naive, but it uh, but it sounds like if you know if you've got a, a show that's really cooking along and doing something useful, uh, and I assume people are watching it. <laughs> that's that's not my job. <laughs> uh, that you know that you continue doing it, but uh, you know I also live in the real world, and and sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. I I get that. I understand that too well, unfortunately. Um, well, to, to get back to Sesame for a second, I do think sure. we have to talk about Telly, who is just one of my all-time favorite Muppets of any Muppet franchise. I adore Telly. I love his his neuroses and, uh, <clears throat> you know, his, uh, I don't know, I don't uh, his je ne sais quoi, I guess. Um, with Telly not appearing as much as he used to, uh, like is this like a part of you that feels like it's, it's missing, uh, that you don't get to play with Telly on the street every day? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. the shorter answer is yes. I I, I miss him. Uh, the you know the the uh, again, kind of living in the real world. It's you know characters come and characters go, and uh, and uh, things that we're things that we're teaching and how we teach it and which characters are best to teach those things changes. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat myself up, you know, trying to keep a wave on the shore. Uh, it's just, you know, things, things change. Uh, and I've had some, some dear friends. I mean, one of my great mentors, uh, um, John Stone, who I learned mm-hmm. so much from and was absolutely key to, uh, my existence as a, as a performer. Uh, he wanted Sesame Street to stay this, the way it was and, and, and was sad and bitter, uh, uh, toward the end of his life, that it was not something he could be proud of, uh, and I and I may have made a conscious choice not to not to do that, you know, not to make yeah. the choices that John Stone made. Uh, I admire him in so many ways, but he was not happy uh, toward the end of his life, and uh, um, and it had to do with you know with not being able to uh, to deal with the with the changes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a part of the show. I'm a part of the changes. Uh, if, uh, if I'm in more of a supervisory, uh, capacity, uh, these days, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't want to, I certainly don't want to outlive my usefulness or, or, you know, be a fifth wheel. Uh, that being said, uh, you know, I still have lots of fun and, uh, and, and, uh, I figure somewhat useful on the show, but Telly Monster was uh, was my my great savior, my great personal savior, yeah. and I would like to think that 
anything that's that that's that important to me and that that's personal a savior to me is somewhat universal. I mean, I, I mean, that's the kind of the way we do it. You you make something intensely personal, and then you find out that everyone it, it resonates with many other people when you've invested that much of your you know your particular you know in my case uh, neuroses into it uh and you know that much of my caring and love and, and all that stuff uh so so yeah i i you know he was I, I used to say that he was he was my uh as long as i had telly i would never need uh, uh serious uh you know deep psychoanalysis <laughs> because he was my safety valve you know i get it in different ways now i've, I've been getting it god i've been getting it with mr prim on uh, on helpsters, yeah, no, sure. he is he is in some ways as far out as Telly. Yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you know the the, the, the sad part about uh, that I that I the thing the thing about uh, Telly was was seen to be uh, uh, angry and frustrated, and the kids uh, the studies. Uh, indicated that they thought that telly was angry at things and uh and i you know and, and that was never an intention with him uh you know that he, he he was you know he was you know concerned and he was you know and he was uh worried about things and i you know my favorite reaction was when kids would say okay no telly don't worry it'll be okay mm-hmm. uh which all which lessened their fears and put their fears perhaps in perspective uh that was that was one of the great uses of well that's telly. why i've always had uh, like so much of a love and respect for telly because i you know am someone who has has had some anxiety issues in my past it was always nice to have like telly around because telly was sort of that um that what's the word he was the representation of it i guess and i think you know in such a you know in a world where we're trying to talk about mental health and i'm not saying you know telly had mental health issues but i'm just saying that anxiety and stuff like that i think it's something important that hopefully might get reintroduced whether that means telly needs to change in some way shape or form um i'm hoping i mean for your sake for everyone's sake we get more telly yeah and you know from your mouth to god's ear or from your mouth to the producer's ear but uh yeah and 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 i and and I do think, uh, thank you for for saying that. He, I do think he was you know, provided a uh, a service, you know, in that direction. Uh, Sesame is going in some in some different directions. We're going into you know deeply into, you know, s- you know some social emotional stuff and racial justice mm-hmm. things. And uh, um, you know, we have uh, we have some uh, you know very important new directions we're going in. Uh, as opposed to uh, Telly's anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited to see what um, it is. Yeah, yeah, we're we're excited to uh, to be putting it together. Uh, we've had uh, some new casting sessions, and uh, probably not too too much I could probably talk about. Although I haven't signed any non non disclosure agreements, but uh, to be basically circumspect, we're yeah we're we're uh, we've had a lot of auditions. We're um, bringing some new people in there's, uh, some, uh, some staff changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, it, it looks like we're going to really hit the ground running on season, season 53 coming up. Well, actually they're shooting, Incredible. 
they're shooting, they shot monster foodies this, this past week and a new, uh, a new Elmos world for goodness sakes. So, uh, so we're wow. already into season 53. <laughs> wow. Incredible. That this, this show's going to go on forever. Well, no I did say, Oh, now you wrecked it. <laughs> you had to say that. Did I, did I jinx it? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I, I started I started season twelve, and they were just astounded that uh, you know that it had lasted that long, and uh, you know, and then they were okay. You know, we got picked up for another season. Isn't that cool? Uh, and I, it's I always think of the uh, the twentieth anniversary special. There's a moment where uh, Bob and Loretta Long and Ross Gorman, I don't remember who else, uh, Sonia pro- probably. They're all like sitting at Hooper's store, and they're just kind of you know reminiscing a little bit. And they went, God, wow, twenty years. Well. Think we'll make it to twenty more? Or here's to twenty more, whatever it was. And it's just like now we look back, we're like, yeah, obviously, obviously you did twenty more, and then ten more on top of that, and probably you know on and on and on. Like what a phenomenon, you know? Like like I mean, I know it was a phenomenon, you know, on the second, third season as well as the tenth and twentieth season, but like now it's 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 almost too big to fail. And and it's it's and it's an interesting interesting thought because we we got pretty close. Uh, a number of years back, what was that? Maybe t- 10 years ago, 10, 10, 12 years ago, things were, you know, it was, we were, again, I, I don't, I haven't signed a non-disclosure agreement, but uh, the, the amount of money that it was bringing in as opposed to the amount of money it cost to, for production yeah. was just way out of balance. And uh, we were just hemorrhaging money um for a good cause i mean a, a you know a, a great cause but it was not financially uh viable in 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 a in a sustainable way yeah. uh when the, when they made the 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 deal with hbo that really kind of finally took away those uh those financial fears uh, in, in you know, when we find find a a nice uh, creative home and a, a, a you know fiscal home, I guess you'd say. Well, that was an argument uh, but, we were but, having. Like I remember when we reported that news, that was an argument we were having with the fans, and that they were saying, "Well, you know, Sesame Street has lost, you know, what it was doing." And it's like, no, no, you need to understand. If Sesame Street doesn't do this HBO deal, there's no more Sesame Street. And people didn't seem to sort of understand that for a couple of years. Now it seems to uh, be something people uh, can sort of, you know, make peace with. But yeah, for a long time, that was a real genuine, like, fight in the comment sections. Yeah. 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 Uh, people uh, people saw it as, you know, as, as a, you know, selling out to uh, to pay TV and, you know, this, this whole uh, you know, free public television show, which, you know, should be available and free to everyone, uh, you know, that now it was, now it was, a now it was, a you had to, you had to, now it was a subscription item. Um, but the, yeah, but, and, and you're right, you know, the, now that the world has lived with that for, uh, uh, we're into our fifth, fifth year contract, uh, what, seven, eight years now. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it, it assures us moving forward into the future, PBS gets it for free now, you know, nine months later. So, you know, and it's still very topical and, and, uh, and, and, and PBS doesn't have to, uh, uh, you know, kick into the, uh, 
you know, into, into the production anymore. Um, and yeah, it was, it was kind of the, the jewel in PBS's crown, you could say for, for many, many years, but, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a good equitable plan. I mean, PBS was not uh, bankrolling Sesame Street by any stretch of the imagination. What happened to all that money we donated to get those tote bags? That didn't that didn't fully fund Sesame. No, Street. no, you needed to buy more more tote bag, tote bags, Joe. If I'd known that, I would have bought more tickle me. I already have so I many bought tote more tickle bags. me Elmos back in 1995. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, all that uh, really was it helps, but. Uh, <laughs> production is costly. Yeah. Hey, I get it. Yeah. You know, I'm not a money guy. I have no idea what what the what it costs, but man, you know, when 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 that studio is up and running, uh all the, you know, the hundreds of people that are involved focusing, you know, on that show, on that moment, and all the people who have done all their work and are doing their work uh, you know, behind the scenes and in an offices and and uh, remotely, it's uh, it's just astounding how you know how much creativity has to get focused, you know, down to five, four, three, two, one, go, you know, do your thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is which is which is a great responsibility, and you know, and it's you know, I mean, it's a I I I get a heck of a kick out of it. You know, five, four, three, two, one, and they they point your finger. And in all that, all that's right on you on, on making it or breaking it at that moment. It's a, uh, there's nothing like it. <laughs> well, you've got a, uh, I guess another little connection in that, uh, you got married on Sesame street. Which I did. Is, uh, I did. Yeah. To, uh, your wife, Annie. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of photos on the Muppet wiki. If people want to go have a look, but tell me, are you, you're, are you looking I'm at those looking photos at, now? Two I'm, I'm looking... photos of the, on the Muppet Wiki. You see your reflection in your glasses. Yeah, I can, yeah there's two photos here. <laughs> uh, one of uh, Oscar heckling uh, as your yeah. uh, wife and you are on the uh, on the stoop. And then there's another one of the reception. Right. And it's just like, I want to get married on Sesame Street. That sounds so much fun. Yeah. It was it was, it was was one of those things where you know, we, we were trying to figure out where to do it and what was... What was uh, central centrally located to uh, our friends and family so we had the idea and they said well you know you'd, you'd have to you'd have to do this okay well so we do that then then what do we do well you'd have to you know to get the lights on and to get the doors open you know you got to hire the unions uh, well okay what do they cost okay great <laughs> you know, and it's every every obstacle that they put in in our way or challenge uh we just kind of said okay you know we can do that we can do that we can do that and we did it. And then finally, you know, the last person, you know, who could say no, didn't say no. And we just we said, great. So we, we did it. <laughs> I love um, it. Well, and which, you're probably the only person, the only couple that ever got to do something like that on the Sesame Street set. I, I yeah. think like even in the old days, anyone, as far as I know, got married well, on Sesame well, Street. Well, uh, Maria and Luis got married. Oh, sure. On, but that was not real. What? It wasn't. And I know, I know. And, and Oscar and Grungetta almost got married on Sesame Street, but that wasn't really. <laughs> you're, you're you're ruining uh, Sesame Street for me. Did you, did uh, uh, Carol Spinney? We asked him to officiate the uh, the ceremony, and he was actually going to get be ordained. Oh wow! Uh, wow! You know, to get one of those online yeah. uh, 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 things. So so he 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 offered to actually. Perform the service. I said, "No, no. We, I mean, we, we do have a, uh, 
a minister who's but instead he that, heckled Alaska. He heckled. Yes, yes, yes. Why? I mean, that's the real that's dream is to be heckled at your own wedding by Oscar <laughs> the Grouch. Yeah. Why buy the milk when you can buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? <laughs> <laughs> Something along that lines that bad boy said. <laughs> oh, Oscar. And it was like, at least he didn't right. say, I give it six months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he probably said that. Yeah, raise, you know, raise your hand, everybody who's been divorced in the room. Of course, yeah, I, I raised my hand. So your your wife Annie, uh, she's also a writer on Sesame Street. So has ever been uh, like a time where the two of you have kind of clashed over something creative for the show? Clashed? No. No. Good. No. Great. Uh, there was there was a time when I came when I got a script that she had written and I came home and I gave her one of these, <laughs> which was uh, you're which giving was, us the the eyebrow look for for those who can't see your face. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, like a side eye there. What she had done, or she had written a really nice script that uh, that featured Snuffy and Telly and Slimy all in the same scene. Nice, <laughs> that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's trying right. to give you work. Yes, find favorites. Uh, yeah, nepotism at its finest. So we had to. Yeah, I was like, okay, figure this one out, husband. <laughs> Does she know that's not triple the paycheck for you? You just need you just no. Need no, it's not. You just, uh, you just, no, it, it doesn't matter. You know, I can go in and do no characters or do 20 characters. God, Ryan Dillon and I, I think, I think we broke the record. We were doing, uh, it was for Elmo's talk show and we were in studio mm-hmm. three day over at the, over at the, at the, uh, at Sesame corporate offices uh, on the green screen. And I think we each worked more than 50 puppets in one wow. day. There were cases and cases and cases of puppets, uh, and it was for for his uh, for the audience, yep. the audience for Elmo's talk mm-hmm. show, and it was and all those all characters in the audience. That's all Ryan and me. <laughs> I I was there that day. You were there that day. I remember you guys. I was, and I remember you guys were picking up like a chicken or whatever it was. And then I, I don't know why you had to go on for so long with every one of those characters. Like, okay, we need them laughing. And then it's literally just five minutes straight of this right. one chicken. La- We're going to pull literally three seconds out of it, but we need five full minutes of it. Right. And then right. to do that 50 times in a row. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a heck of a day. Uh, but again, that's the job. Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah, knew? For sure. What no, fun. For- and like how, like how hard to like, I mean, what a challenge to make it interesting every single time. And then Michelle Hickey and Laura McLean had to carry in case after case after case <laughs> of cats and dogs and vegetables and <laughs> birds and oh, all tough. this stuff. Well, incredible. Yeah, I remember putting on an onion. Okay. What's it? What does an onion sound like? What, what's, what's the character <laughs> of an onion? And, but, you know, but you don't have time to think. You just got to go, which is, which is part of the What fun does of- an onion sound like? What yeah. does an onion sound That's- like? That's everyone's homework for the night is figure out <laughs> if you were an onion, what would you sound like? Yeah. And then, and then, you know, and then laugh as an onion for five minutes and then, you know, look quizzical, <laughs> then look right and, look, and do double to anyway, just, yeah. Have you got any <laughs> puppetry, um, like horror stories, like things that you've done where you just like, you've been in a really awkward position or like we were talking to Alice Deneen last week and she was saying, uh, that, you know, they asked her to puppeteer next to a live elephant. And she was like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> she said no to a live elephant? She said elephant? no to that. 
Yeah. Oh, like, I think she, she was going to be like on the ground. She's like, going to be on just, the ground like, at, its, like, at its foot. And she's like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You I mean, you'd have to really know the elephant. And, or, or, or just trust the trainer. Do, do we or, have time to make friends with the elephant before right. I get on the ground and do? Oh it? God! Yeah. yeah, we did. We did a God. We did a bit with. Uh, I'm just. Uh, I'm not answering your question yet. Uh, Stephanie DeBruzzo. Uh, we had a, an owl on Helpsters, a live owl, and that. And she. <laughs> she has. Uh, her character has little little pigtails that go up that they're part of her. Uh, the way she expresses herself and she triggered those pigtails and it, it spooked the owl and that owl jumped on her there's there's an outtake oh, no. of this <laughs> huge full-grown great horned owl leaping on the back of cody and they're falling, falling below <laughs> camera nobody got hurt which is but it's lovely but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm also I'm also more worried for for the Cody puppet because I know those things get damaged. Like you rip that puppet, like that that's it for a while, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of yeah. Cody. There's only one Cody that she likes. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was hurt. Uh, yeah. Animals. They're they're uh, they can be they can be problematic. But I mean, a horror story that I've been through. Um. Geez, you know, I I don't embrace my horror stories like uh, some people do. <laughs> I, maybe I, you know, I, I flush them and forget them. Um, I mean, count yourself lucky. I count, I count myself lucky every day. Uh, I, you know, I just, I, I have n no, no license to complain. Uh, but of course, you know, sometimes I still do. Uh, when I, you know, I hear horror stories of, like, like some of the, you know, my, my puppeteers in, in other countries, what they, you know, what they go through to, uh, to go to work and, and do their jobs. Um, you know, that's, that's, those, those aren't my stories, but man, do I empathize with them. Uh, there was, I mean, one of my puppeteers in the United Arab Emirates, his parents found out that he was going to, that he was hired on a puppet show and they tied him up to a chair in his room and beat him and shaved his head so that no one would want to see him. And he uh, escaped out a window, uh, packed his bags, hiked through the desert and caught a, caught a truck to the airport and, uh, and, you know, showed up a few days late, but let us know that he was, he was coming, but, uh, and then could never go home. Uh, wow. and in a while would, would, uh, he would say, he would say stop on his way to work. And there was a construction site and he'd go out and take my picture because he was a trained as a construction engineer and take my picture next to this construction crew. And he would, and he would send that to his parents saying, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm doing fine, but, uh, wow. really takes wow. away your license to complain. And, uh, and my puppeteers in, uh, in Kabul in Afghanistan, uh, the two, the two ladies who were the leads, they couldn't go to work the same route, uh, uh every day. Somebody you know, for fear that somebody might, uh, um, suss out their patterns. Uh, they couldn't be seen going into the, the studio and known for, you know, television production. Um, they had to change their route all the time for fear of, uh, <laughs> for fear of death. Uh, and they, 
showed up to work every day and you know, and I, and there was a bomb that went off uh, around the block and I think two or three of the production people were killed and they did the show anyway uh, you know those are the wow. horrible stories that I you know that I you know that you hear um, uh, really like sitting next to an elephant uh, a day at the park doesn't it <laughs> well it's you know it's it's a uh, you know, everyone, everyone, you know, does what does what they does what they can, and and puts up with what they can. The things, you know, all, all the things that I've had to put up with that I, you know, that I uh, that at the time seemed really bad. Like we we do a lot of uh, a lot of uh, location work on Helpsters, uh, and we started in August. And it was blistering hot. Sometimes you're in the blistering heat, and there's no shade, and you're just you know you're slathering yourself with sunscreen, and you're just wet to your underpants and then you know we were worked up until like i say till last week in the freezing cold you know 10 degrees and you got you got thermals on and you got booth you know you were just you're just trying to stay warm you know and and that seems like a hardship but it's nothing you know compared right. to what uh you know the fear of uh, being blown up or uh or or beaten or ostracized or uh uh, you know, some of the things that happen in some of the other countries. Um, so, yeah. So yeah, it I really puts things in perspective. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um, well, on a, on a slightly later note, uh, I do <laughs> want to ask you, how, yeah, how really, do you segue? Really, any, of that? any other, any other subject other than, uh, I'm so glad you had something. Cause I was sitting there going, I don't know how to segue. Oh, barely anything. <laughs> I'm just going to change the subject entirely and hope that it's fun. Meanwhile, um, meanwhile uh, over on the other side of uh, your, your Muppet uh, related filmography, um, unrelated to Sesame, I did want to ask you a little bit about your time on the Muppets Take Manhattan set. Cause oh God, um, that was a long time. I know ago. that was, a, it was a long time ago. Um, I will say, first of all, uh, every time I watch the movie, which is often, uh, I always make a point to uh, pause the movie uh, when you have your on-screen cameo during the um, the the uh, theater uh, at the school yeah, near the, the beginning. beginning of the movie. You, you the, are watching the, Kermit perform on, on, on the stage. television format. It does it, it gets cut off, and and uh, on, oh, does it? Yeah, it gets cut off. I'm, I'm right on the edge on the television format, but on the widescreen, oh, I am right on the edge. We we were all in. Uh, did you know that? Did you know that that uh, that shot is uh, like people can like uh, rent it or buy it for uh, stock footage? Really? So like we've seen it. Yeah, we've seen it yeah. in other things. I, I believe they use it. Amy uh, Sedaris has a uh, uh, like a, a craft comedy show. I love that. Um, which is hysterical. I, I love Amy Sedaris. She's amazing. And like she uses that that scene of like whenever there, she needs to show her audience applauding. Like there's you and there's Steve. I think, and, you uh, know, I think Amy Sedaris owes me money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get the know, fidgets too uh, quickly. Good luck. <laughs> Amy Sedaris. <laughs> I, think, I, think the, uh, I think the actors union might have something to say about that. Uh, uh, that's, 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 that actually is interesting. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I think you can go onto like the like the Getty website and like it's one of those things you can you can buy is is that and, and a couple other shots from from that shoot of the of the film. Well, if That's the only one that I think you're in as far if as they're I know. buying it. Then yeah, if they're if if it's if it's on a, if it's on the Getty and if they're buying it, then then everyone who's in there who 
Yeah, then 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 they're paying me. I mean, either way, I think Amy Sedaris still should like give you like twenty bucks yeah, or something. I would just yeah. Yeah, no, you're probably she, getting she, some like random checks for like two cents like once every three months, and you go, What's this for? That's probably what it's for. Amy Sedaris, yeah. I just exactly. all, all I want is maybe a cupcake. All right, we'll get yeah. it done. That that seems like a good trade. She, yeah. she, she's, she's um, do you do you have any? What's uh, she was she was just delighted. Sorry. I'm just saying she was uh, she was on Sesame once. That does not surprise me. She seems she seems delightful. Um, do you have any uh, really specific uh, fun memories from the uh, Muppets of Manhattan shoot? Uh, uh, we were shooting on that for a long time. It was uh, where were we out of Silver Cup? Uh, you know, I, I was I was very new back then, and uh, and uh, yeah, that was I guess that was my first feature. Follow that bird was after that, right? You you know, I always trust you to. No, oh, I more. think so. So uh, Manhattan was nineteen eighty four. Let me Google. Uh, follow that bird. Look my name. It was eighty four. We'll edit this out to make us sound yeah, smart. I probably won't. They're like, oh yeah, we know we know the years for things. <laughs> uh, Follow that bird was nineteen eighty five. So uh, yeah, so Manhattan was first. Okay, yeah, I was I was I was brand spanking new, um, and you know and, you know didn't know what I didn't know, uh, so I was <laughs> right. It was it was it was a good good training thing, but God, training on a feature film is tough. Uh, uh, you know, I was doing I was doing the. Uh, the baby Muppet scene, and and I was sure, yeah. Baby piggies, baby piggies goes up a up, up a, a slide, and climbing up it. Just a just a quick little shot, and I was doing her hands, and we did fifty four takes, and it was because I was messing up in some way. I had no clue what it actually was, and you know, and I wish that, you know, I wish that somebody had said, you know, listen, Robinson, do it this way, or 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 this is not your shot. I'll do it, um, you know, uh, do something else. Uh, but they just, you know, just t- take after take after take till we did 54 takes. And, uh, you know, I still feel bad about that. But I was just too green to know, you know, I, I, a piggy hand from a, from a, from a slide grip. Um, um, sure. Well, and then we, we found out recently that uh, Jim Henson directed the the Muppet Babies scene for that movie, so that may that may explain a little bit about like Jim may have been a little bit more patient with the puppeteers than like Frank, you know, who was directing solo directing his first film. I don't remember my my recollection is that Frank mm-hmm. was directing that scene. Is that, oh interesting is that Frank was the one that was saying again again again. I just remember his <laughs> very very sad face as we as we did it over and over and over again. Uh, but that's, but you know, you know, you know how recollection is. It's just, it's, it's changed and altered by time and memory and God knows what, uh, I, I there was a, there was a, uh, I always, I always tell the story of, uh, uh, they had cast Kevin Clash to do, um, uh, the Swedish chef's hands for the, for the big final scene where, where they're doing the cake and the, oh. and the uh, <laughs> yep. and right. The, the decoration on the cake. And then somebody finally figured out that that wasn't going to no. work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And so at the, we're all thinking it. Yeah. It's yeah. At the very last minute, uh, once, once somebody thought about it, they, they put me into that part and that was very enjoyable, uh, doing, uh, Oh, I bet doing those hands. Um, 
<laughs> that was one of my favorite parts. And I and I got to I got to put my hand in Bunsen honeydew uh, and for for a really wide shot where he's coming into a thing and and I got a long tutorial from Dave Goles about exactly <laughs> what and what not to do <laughs> with Bunsen honeydew. But he was one of my always one of my favorite characters. So just I know, got a kick out of being. Inside. Is there a reason you haven't like That's have cool. you done? I'm just yeah. looking at your uh, thing on Muppet Wiki now, and there's a couple of Muppet things here and there. Um, like Letters to Santa. Apparently, I'd have to go back and listen to it, but apparently uh, you were performing Dr. Teeth and they forgot to dub it. So apparently there's a line of yours as Dr. Teeth in Letters to Santa. There is. Okay. Um, is there... <laughs> it's on it's Disney Plus right, right now, now everybody. Go same. go find it. Um, Peter Lynn says there's a, uh, in Muppets from Space, there's a Fozzie line that he's, uh, that they forgot to dub. So it's him as Fozzie. Um, but is there a reason you haven't done more with them? Is it just because you're so busy with Sesame and all the um, sort of productions around the world, or is it just a personal thing? Like you decided with well, doing with with, with the, the Disney stuff, yeah, yeah. Uh, to be perfectly candid, uh, you know there was there were there were years when you know when they were uh, the years that they were fully staffed and with the with the the crew, you know. Uh, you know, Richard and Jerry and uh, and uh, um, and Dave and uh, you know and and, and, uh, and and Kathy and Louise and the whole group. Uh, you know they were they were fully staffed up, and then there were I don't know call it the years when when the classic Muppets were kind of in flux, and when mm-hmm. uh, you know when when Jim Jim passed away. And this is my take on it. This is not official. This is yeah. just me talking. And in a way, things were in flux, and and the company got sold, and there was the, you know that German holding company that had it for a while, and then they started selling parts off, and that's when Sesame Street bought the Sesame Street Muppets, and you know, and there were years when the Muppets were not really what you'd call a, a, a viable creative entity, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, and uh, you know, and then it was, and then you know when Disney finally did the deal and they finally got it and they finally found what to do with them and you know and how to use them to their best advantage and how to really you know you know you know breathe some life into this into these wonderful characters in this wonderful franchise again um uh by then uh you know i was i was starting to be the old guy you know, I was I was not the, the new flashy young puppeteer anymore. Uh, you know, I was uh, so the guys that they that they brought in to breathe life into that were you know the new guys, the uh, you know the younger folks, which is fine with me. I don't mind being being my age and and having lived the things and had the opportunities that I've had. You know, I had massive amount of opportunities that, that those, that those folks didn't get. So the way I look at it, you know, I was, you know, I, uh, I, I, I missed that boat. I, I would love to have, uh, worked, you know, Disney Muppet stuff. But, uh, by the time that franchise had new life, uh, I had moved on to other things, you know, and, and uh, and, you know, they didn't necessarily want, you know, somebody who was uh, in their in their late fifties uh, you know, working a puppet that uh, you know I think he might you know croak before they uh, 
or you can, you know. I mean, maybe that's a good thing if you're if you're playing a frog. Right, right. Maybe they want you to croak. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but you know, uh, but horrible uh, uh, pun jokes aside. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the horrible yes you know i had you know uh, plus i mean that's 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 one take on it uh, uh i was also very happy at sesame street and uh and kind of it was somewhat useful at sesame street so while uh some of the other guys and gals were you know off doing you know doing the muppet stuff somebody had to hold down the fort of sesame street <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah and, you know, and I would like to think that for, you know, for a few years, uh, you know, that was, you know, I was helping to, uh, uh, you know, to, to keep the, the Sesame franchise, uh, uh, you know, working, working, working nicely. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and I, and I, and I like doing my own projects too. Um, and I've got to, you know, I got to. You do, you have a lot of great uh off off sesame projects uh you had uh, the halloween uh stage show right. a couple of years ago right. uh which you'll have to remind me what it was called because all hallows eve down. all hallows eve yeah. uh which i i saw some video i saw some of the the puppets the photos yeah, of puppets like it looks incredible. incredible did you build all those yourself oh there they are, there they are. <laughs> wow yeah, okay we're we're looking we're looking at some uh some spooky skeletons with some jack-o'-lantern heads and what looks like a is that a hunchback or is he just hunched over? Uh he's just hunched over. That's the guy uh, next to him. That's Spencer. Okay. That's uh that's a, a uh, like a very strange almost uh kind of bunraku style uh a vent dummy of Spencer Lot. Who uh oh, played the, oh, the puppeteer Spencer Lot. Yeah. Played the one of the leads in in the thing. Uh yeah, so that was that was a, a project of love that I uh that I worked on for a number of years. There's a, there's a, there's a point. Um, in this, I mean, I'm not comparing myself to anyone, but I also, I really like being home. I, yep. I'm crazy <laughs> yeah. about my wife and I've got, you know, young kids and, uh, and I don't mind being home at all. Uh, I can, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a workaholic. Uh, I, you know, during the, uh, during the lockdown and, uh, in, uh, 2020, I gardened for a year and a half. Uh, and there were, you know, there was, uh, jobs here and there and, 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 uh, and, uh, you know, things to, to professional work, but, uh, I'm perfectly happy, uh, working in a garden <laughs> and, you know, and, and cooking dinner for my, for my family and playing with my dogs and uh and not going anywhere <laughs> everything i need is right here uh, uh uh sure yeah you know i'm right in the middle of, of of a shop i can build anything in this shop uh and i and I it's just it's fun sort of seeing the shop behind you like obviously this is a podcast people can't see it but you've got you know there's two giant uh eyeballs i can see there's an elephant head yeah there's uh there's, there's a very creepy uh clown puppet that's definitely gonna haunt my dreams yeah oh that's the- he's gonna have it's gonna have his head and snuffy's body okay yeah that's uh that's, <laughs> yeah that, that is that is one of the creepiest things i've ever made it's uh it's really really terrible oh no <laughs> oh I'll no put- i hate it <laughs> <laughs> we'll put I'll, I'll see if i can't put a photo of this on the uh instagram or something when this goes 
live, but oh my gosh, like it's terrifying. It's it's, it's like a like a killer clown from outer space, and it's even yeah. creepier up close. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, I hate it. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty. Uh, yeah, I, I, have a, I have a clown thing. So uh, yeah, so basically, I, I turned all of my all of my horrible clown uh, uh, nightmares into into the into this character. Uh, oh, and we, he's we got all the little teeth that go up. Oh yeah, that's yeah. that's terrifying, Marty. Thank you. Although he's not he's not as wow. scary when his eyebrows go up. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it, um, it, speaking of, is a, this is a, a, oh, sorry, a, a, go small, ahead. a small version of the same character. Small version of him that that doesn't scare me as much. Oh yeah, he's. Uh... I'm picturing like twenty of them, like kind of nibbling at your feet. All right, thanks for that. Yep, there you go. Now that's a free one for you, Jared. Well, they, uh, thanks, appreciate well, it. Jared, they they, 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 and this was these from All Hallows Eve, so it. Yeah. He started, started like a little little uh, little sock puppet down here. And then you know, and then it, it actually, as, as it gains in power, it, it gets bigger and bigger. And the the final version, uh, you can I'm sure you can pull them up online. But the final version was about I don't know 20 feet tall. And it was just oh great, horrible, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> that that really was designed to uh, to be pretty much the worst thing imaginable. <laughs> this is not a show. <laughs> not a kid show. No. Wow. <laughs> Um, speaking of, of your stage work, you, I think a lot of people don't know that you were one of the original puppeteers on Audrey two for, um, little shop of horrors, uh, in 1983. And then again, when it came to Broadway in 2003, uh, and did, and did you watch, uh, work, work on the movie as well? Or was it just the stage show? Uh, just the stage show, but I, but I, you know, but I, I wasn't just a puppeteer. I mean, I, I designed, built, I designed and built the thing as well. Uh, that's incredible. I mean, original that thing is one of, one of the the most iconic yeah. uh, puppet characters in, in all of, of theater history. So uh, uh, I love it. She, you know, she it was one of those things where uh, uh, you know, life imitated art almost perfectly. You know where you know in in the in the play, the plant you know starts little and grows and grows and eventually takes over the world. Where the you know the the play itself did exactly that as well. Till it became mm. you know, one of the biggest stock and amateur. Uh, 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 properties out there, mm. and then I did well. I did the original in in eighty two, uh, which was an an off off Broadway showcase that I made a, a whopping three hundred and fifty dollars for the entire run. <laughs> wow! And, uh, and then and then uh, did it again in two thousand and three uh, on on Broadway. Um, and uh, and as far as the uh, the film production, I was in London for a lot of the film production. Um, Ellen and I were still together then, so we were we were living together in a nice little place uh, way off the beaten track. And I was I was actually doing Tale of the Bunny Picnic then. Oh, interesting. I was doing that project, uh, which was shooting concurrently with uh, with Little Shop, I believe. And I was working, I started working on Spitting Image back then, too. And so I was really enjoying the spitting image thing. Uh, and then my, my uh, best friend, uh, Anthony Asbury, uh, did a lot of the lead puppeteering uh, for, the, uh, for the Little Shop film. Uh, but I, cool. I, so, you, so you were like kind of just popping in. I was there, I was there on the set, I was there on on the set uh, as, yeah. as Ellen's boyfriend. 
that was <laughs> right. <laughs> that was that was my main my main purpose. Uh, and you know, as as you know, you know, somewhat you know, godfather to the project from uh, you know from its inception. But uh, sure, yeah. Uh, 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 Lyle Conway just did a, an astounding job on those on the characters for that. It's it's uh, it's it's known in the business as the last great rubber monster. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was it was just before CG, and there's there's you know there's no CG on that. They just they just played with the timing a little bit, the the film speed. Yeah. Uh, but everything that you see, as far as all that all that all the movement on that incredible creature, was all uh, uh, levers, cables, levers, and rubber. <laughs> Done. Wow, amazing. I know it's incredible. Yeah. I love it. Me too. Um, and then I also have to ask you because uh, as we're recording this, we're a few weeks away from Stephen Sondheim's passing because you worked on set design for uh, Frogs, yeah. one of his lesser known musicals. Yeah. Um, did you ever get to meet Sondheim when you were working on that? I did. Uh, we we had the, the big kickoff for uh, for the project. Uh, um, you know, Susan. Uh, uh, Susan, uh, God, what was the last name of the director? Uh, I'm blanking on her name. Susan Strassman? Susan Stroman. I was close. Yeah. <laughs> it was It was on the tip of my tongue and, and it was the uh, wrong tip. And, uh, oh, and, uh, who's, who's the, who's the lead on that? He also wrote it. Uh, ah, blanking. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, that's all right. We had a, we had a, we had, you know, the, a big kind of get together to to kick the whole project off, and uh, and and Stephen Sondheim was there. I mean, I wish I'd, I wish I'd had the nerve to uh, to talk to him, just to just just to tell him how much I love Sweeney Todd. Yeah, just. Uh, but but that was a, that was a fun production to work on. I I built I built some couple of crazy puppets for that, and one of one of which. Uh, got cut and it I, I it was it's it's one of my professional regrets uh that that thing never saw the the light of day that never never saw performance because it was kick-ass it was really something special what what is what was it it was uh it was this a uh, mythical creature called the gaijis uh and they and they uh you know they wanted me to build this big huge creature uh, and I came up with a concept and, and uh, um, pitched it to Susan and she liked it. And then she and I pitched it to uh, the writer. Oh God, he, he was from uh, uh, the producers. It was in the, in the movie, the producers. Uh, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane, Nathan Lane, uh, who, who wrote it. We got there. And started it. Thank you. <sighs> Uh, Nathan Lane, uh, and, and so we uh, sold him on this idea. And, and what it was was, uh, it's kind of it's kind of an old it's a puppeteer meme to a certain extent, where you take a whole bunch of people and you form them. You know, you, you know, you you know. I guess you can't see this, but I mean, you guys, you two can. But this was one of the basis of it. Uh, my head is the pupil, and this is, and my arms are the eye, and yep. now the pupil is looking left and right. Uh, so I designed and this whole thing where, um, I mean, uh, maybe a dozen performers all in black velvet with, with, uh, 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 
red, orange, and yellow stripes as as highlights on them. We're just we're 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 sewn carefully into the costumes so that when they form together in the shape, they form this big, huge face. And some of them had uh, had uh, teeth on their arms, and they would this person would hold wow. the person's arm over here, and they, you know have this big, huge mouth and the eyes. Uh, they they had helmets that they would put on their eyes to, to make their their heads green. And then they they had webbing behind their arms, so they'd lift their arms up there, and, and this and white fabric would be behind them, and and they would they all kind of crawled and oozed onto stage in this uh, in this uh, in this swamp scene, and then they would form. There's someone who brought in a wheelbarrow, which was like a little step unit, and boom 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 boom, boom and this thing formed right in front of your face, and uh, John Biner. Uh, the great comedian uh, did the voice for it. He was part of it, kind of like the, uh, uh, the the third eye. He was there, and as he mm. as he did the lines, the uh, uh, you know the the character uh, uh, kind of mirrored his face, and it was just uh, that's great. He said, "Yeah, yeah, that sounds incredible." Looking forward to seeing that on yeah. the new season of Sesame Street. Well, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I'm. Uh... <laughs> I got, I got all kinds of Maybe uh, season 54. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Give it a go. But uh, I'll, I'll trot that one out again some other time. Well, Marty, we, we have taken up so much of your time. We could literally talk to you for no. hours and hours about this stuff. It's okay. Um, and I know you got a time but, limit, but the, but the dogs have stopped, st- stopped barking. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, well, before we go, we do have, uh, Jared and I each have a series of questions. Uh, we each have our own that we ask our guests. Um, this week I've got a, a few questions to ask you, uh, lightning round style. Feel free to take as much or little time as you like. <laughs> uh, here, here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning to be more, more brief with my, uh, being, being brief <laughs> with my answers is, is a good, good challenge hey. for me. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll try, but if, if you fail, it's still a win for us. All right. Um, Marty, what is your favorite dessert? Favorite dessert? God, this is a lightning. This is so I got to think of like a fast, fast answer. Uh, I'm rather fond of like banana cream pie, but uh, but pumpkin pie. It's a great choice with uh, with uh, ice cream. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll go. All right. Who is your favorite superhero? When I was a kid, I loved Green Lantern. I just uh, mm. for some reason uh, I, I was was crazy about Green Lantern. Yeah, love Green Lantern. Uh, if there was a Muppet based on yourself, who beside you would you want to perform it? Um, Living or dead? Who, who would I want to perform a Muppet based on me? Uh, yes. Spencer Lott. Great choice. Super talented guy. Uh, Marty, please pick a number between 1 and 100. 15. The uh, number 15 movie on the AFI Top 100 movie list is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Have you seen it, and do you like it? Yes. I saw it when it first came out. I saw it in the movie theaters. I admit I was high when I saw it, uh, <laughs> and I was, I was just in high school. And it was like the first time my brother, older brother, like like had me smoke some some weed, and I was, yeah, I was fit to be tied, and I thought it was one of the most amazing beautiful things i'd ever seen in my life and you know and that and that hasn't changed uh you know i think it's i think it's i think it, it broke 
so many rules of filmmaking and is just a marvel of simplicity and beauty and profundity. I absolutely agree, and I've never even seen it high. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> you never I've seen never it? Seen it's it. great. If you if you can watch it on the big screen, I feel like that's the only way. All right. Like you, and, you need you need all of your senses to be taken up by the weirdness of Stanley Kubrick. And yeah, and you need to you know not not look at it with you know through the lens of so many of the movies we've seen. You know, with a yeah, yeah. mass splash. It's it's uh, it's just. It's uh, it's it's. I think it's very accurate with regards to uh, you know what space is probably really like, just which is just mm-hmm. quiet and nothing going on and waiting for you know, yeah. month after doing nothing. <laughs> but the movie's more interesting interesting than than <laughs> waiting around doing nothing for months. That's right. That's right. Uh, so our last guest, uh, who was uh, Alison Dinian. Alison Dinian. She she is wonderful. Um, She, not knowing who our next guest was going to be, wanted to ask you, what instrument do you wish you could play? Uh, Piano. God, I wish I could play piano. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I, I, uh, I I consider it one of my great failings that I, that I can't speak uh, uh, any other language except English and I can't play the piano. Uh, And I have bought bought a piano and I tried to, you know, I was going to take lessons with my little daughter and, uh, you know, I still think, yeah, I can still learn how to play piano. And, it's uh, never too late. I'm the same. I, I, I took lessons when I was about 12 and I stopped after about a month because I was like, yeah. And that's like my biggest regret in life that I didn't do it because I just want to get behind it and know what I'm doing. I don't need to be a master pianist. I just need to get behind it and like kind of can bang out, let it be by the Beatles. And that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I would just like to know some chord progressions yeah. and to be able to noodle in in a in a in a in a way that uh, mirrored what I was feeling. Well, I'll I'll come over like to America and we'll we'll take lessons together. How does that sound? Uh, <laughs> yes, I need I need I need to push myself on that. I st- yeah, I still think I could do that. Yep, for sure. Um, and finally, without knowing who it is, what question would you like our next guest to answer? Oh, uh, what makes them delirious with joy uh, m- uh, most in their life? I Love like it. it. That is something we're genuinely curious about whoever that next guest is going to be. Even I don't know who that next guest is going to be, and I have to bring them here. So that'll be fun. <laughs> Figure it out, Jerry. Choose, choose that guest based on that question. I, you know what? I probably, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it in mind. I'll, I'll remember that. <laughs> uh, well, Martin Robinson, thank you so much for being here. This has been an absolute sure. delight. Thank you for sure. chatting with us about Sesame and everything else that you do and you've done. Um, we're looking forward to the next season of Sesame Street and the next season of Helpsters and uh everything else that you've got uh in the works so thanks for being here i I will say now this is um this is a real joy i i was in a room with you once this is back many years ago and i was too this was 2008 i came to the set of sesame street and i was too nervous to go and say hello to you uh and i was like oh there's martin robinson i should go no no i can't i can't so it's lovely that i get to actually sit and properly say thank you for all the amazing stuff you've done 
You're very welcome. And, you know, and uh, you can come over and give me a hug anytime for any reason. I, uh, I will do so. Uh, oh, what an invitation. Wow. <laughs>